know relationships that might not be so intact can really feel, you know, that, that can be exacerbated at this time in year. Welcome to the Super Well Podcast, your source for truly holistic and original perspectives on health and happiness. Each week, we take true dives into the key areas of life with true leaders and true conversations. It's your time for a Super Well Life. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, Super Well Team. Bit of a different introduction today. I'm doing one on the fly, sitting here with Nadra, our superstar psychologist. Hello. Uh, and we're going to discuss something that kind of gets overlooked in the world, and that's the stress that is wrapped up in Christmas. It's a no- like another little gift that we receive that we don't necessarily want, but a lot of people suffer this time of year from stress, and it has wide-ranging impacts um, in multiple areas of their lives. So we're going to discuss that today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, why it comes about, and then also the, the flow and effect on relationships and how to manage ourselves around these issues that pop up. So cool. That's a good one. It's going to be a good one. I've just walked into Nadra's house and we're recording this here and she's got this lovely baked bread that I've just had and it's really got me up and about. Um, And we were talking about a general vibe in the air, in the feeling around us that people are rushed, they're stressed. Uh, This time of year, you you tend to feel that a lot. Um, For the next couple of weeks at least, then, then it just drops off just in those... A few days leading up to Christmas, generally for a lot of people. But mm. let's let's kick off talking about that. Where do you reckon that comes from? Well, I think that the the present buying is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know with me and three children, and you know, just that alone is enough to <clears throat> to put a mum in a stressful state. But yep. I think it's it's the extra load of all of that. It's the it, the gifts it's the preparation so the food prep that would go into christmas day but you know it's not just christmas day people have events before you know two weeks yeah. before christmas parties family gatherings that they're not catching up with family on christmas day mm-hmm. um you know work parties yep. lots of lots of different social events where people we kind of all try and squeeze in that christmas catch-up even yep. though it may not make sense really because we could catch up the week after Christmas with certain friends, but there just seems to be this frenzy of, yeah, a whole lot of different things that put pressure on our time. Yeah, time. That's a really big one, isn't it? The t- our time gets taken away in yeah. so many different angles, and there's not a lot of downtime. Yeah, um, it's just one thing to the next to the next, which builds up that pressure. I think uh, people well. will often just describe themselves as busy. That seems to be, you know, mm. the greeting and not even Christmas time, but, you know, I hear that so much when yep. people are asking how you are and you hear people say busy. So that seems to be the general state. So then, yeah, this time just adds to that. Yeah, and they're um, trying to get things done, I guess, as well, because people have time off after Christmas and they're going on holidays, whatever. They need to organise all their affairs, whatever they might be, before they go. Yeah. Uh, finishing stuff at work, um, getting... You know, I was talking to one of my mates last night who's a tradie, like getting getting their jobs done before Christmas. Yeah, the tradies, are yep. definitely. <clears throat> They're hammering yeah. themselves. And then you've got um, people in office jobs, same sort of thing. 
which is interesting because it leads flow-on effects after that um, when the stress subsides. You know, often people go away and they get sick or ill because they've, they've caught all this stuff along the way, but they just have their body hasn't dealt with it. And Absolutely. then when they go on holidays and then they don't get to enjoy it because they're too busy fighting off and, and their body's healing and repairing whatever they've accumulated in the preceding months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's huge. And I think um, we were just talking about energetically, like I feel like I'm a bit more vulnerable at the moment being a, a caring in a caring role professionally but also in my family life mm-hmm. as a you. Um there's a lot of giving out as well, like emotionally and, and just trying to support people. So I think that can take its toll as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were talking about relationships before and you know, relationships that might not be so intact can really feel, you know, that, that can be exacerbated at this time of year. So yeah. definitely things that I'm hearing well, We talked about, about that in practice, didn't we, the other day, yeah. where I was asking you, do you find that people suffer like in their intimate relationships around this time you know there seems to be a lot more people that have breakups or um or other problems that occur within their relationship around christmas time um what's your what's your feeling around that yeah i'm definitely seeing and i feel like this is probably the the busiest year and and definitely had a huge influx of of new clients and and a lot of relationship issues so I I feel like that's definitely the case and I feel like it's there's probably a couple of parts to that one we talked about that stress and that if we're all feeling more stressed and more pressured and overwhelmed well that kind of increased stress response is going to you know um, flow on to all things so if there's sort of little well, there's always little things in relationships. We all have our different things that we kind of don't meet eye to eye on or there's recurring conflicts and that's sort of a, a thing in relationships. We don't always necessarily um, can heal all conflict, So, but it's about managing that. So then that gets bigger at this time of year. And then I think as we were talking about as well, people sort of reflect on their life and and what's what's gone well what isn't going well and i think you know in preparation for a new year people are maybe thinking about things or maybe looking a bit closer at things that they've known and so yeah it comes a time where we're kind of looking at things and reflecting and maybe realizing that relationships don't look how we want or we don't want to continue in certain relationships so yeah that's it's really interesting and what do you what would you give I, as we'll do along this podcast, sometimes we sort of summarize or we take a, a strategy where we give the action steps at the end, but I think it's probably better to do this along the way. Yeah, yeah. What would you feel a good action step for people, you know, to make sure they're not just getting by in their relationship, but not everyone breaks up, but it still does place stress in other areas. Yeah. Uh, what things would you recommend people do without trying to add too much more into their overwhelming mm. calendar, but... Uh, there are things that I, I think people could probably do to check in um, and and realize what's most important to them and yeah. and help their relationship be great at this time of year when we should all be celebrating. So intimate relationships is that what we're talking about? We'll start about? with that. We'll start with like you know your spouse, um, yeah. and then we'll go to your family yeah. as well, and yeah. and and work our way down. Yeah. So I think just across all relationships, it's looking at like what do you what are your your absolute priorities at this time of year so there may be i think we've all probably got things that 
we would like to do or we feel obliged to do that we don't necessarily have to do. So Mm -hmm. that would be the first thing I would recommend is actually really take stock of what do I have to do, um, what does need to be done before Christmas, what maybe can wait. So really just making sure that what you're investing your time in over the next two weeks is really important to you Mm -hmm. and is aligned with your values. So I think just taking check of... um, you know, what is Christmas about for me and my family? So what what matters and how can I act in a way that's aligned with that? So if there are things, so it might be stuff, it might be material stuff that I don't actually need to be getting um, or it might be Christmas events or things that maybe you can yep. not not attend or just do it a little a bit differently it might go, it might be you go for it half an hour rather than three hours so that's yep. probably the first thing is just really ensure that what you're doing does matter and is important maybe when you said a bit differently then it made me think of something else so even just I'm, we're sitting here next to a christmas tree you can just whack up a christmas tree if you want to as a chore yeah or you can make it an experience yeah. a more enriching experience yep. so coming back to making sure people understand what's most important to them things have more value and you enjoy it more obviously when it's enriching Uh, so perhaps understanding some of these things along the way that you can do together Mm. and have a shared experience will also help foster more positivity uh, in relationships family and so forth as well yeah and that's a really good point so the things that you you will be doing do it mindfully you know, try and be present while you're doing it so that you're really just tuning into your senses and really being in the moment. So it might be with your children or your spouse. So maybe, and that made me think of something that, you know, if you have children, um, maybe you and your spouse can wrap presents together, you know, a couple of nights. And that can be a time just to check check in with each other, yep. really chat about how you're going. Um And I think it's a good time as a couple just to express how you're feeling. So if you are feeling really tired or you're feeling a bit more sensitive like Mm -hmm. I am at the moment, it's okay to say that. And that might be a nice time that you're doing something that is kind of necessarily like wrapping a present. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're doing that together as a couple and you can sort of chat. So whether it's presents, it might be, it could be anything around the house that you might do together and just take time you know and that might be 15 minutes yeah 10 minutes so i think just really make making that connection a priority so really making sure you're sitting down at night having dinner together so that might be 15 20 minutes that you can just chat and connect Mm -hmm. um you know getting out in the garden going for a quick walk so things that are going to things that are important try and do them together and just take that 10, 15 minutes to have a chat and debrief. And, and you know, you can even, I hadn't thought about this, but until now, there's wisdom within some of the Christmas phrases is the season to be giving. Mm. Perhaps the offer of assistance mm. um, as well yeah. is a really important thing. Yeah. Is there something I can do to help you? You know, yeah. if, you're, if you notice someone close to you, whether it be your spouse or anyone else, that you can help them out. Yeah in some way to relieve their pressure. Yep. Um, and it could be something quite simple, but just makes a world of difference or, you know, can I give you an example of something I, that happened this week? I can, you can go ahead. It'd be, it'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd be 
be a bit sad if you'd said no just then. Yeah. So, um, so I think like primary schools are a pretty chaotic time at this time of year. Lots of different events going on at school and um, we've had a hard couple of weeks at our primary school. One of a former student um, has passed away. So that's really added a really an extra burden and sadness to the school community. And I know that the principal really is passionate about her job and cares about every student there. And um, and I knew that she was struggling. I'd spoken to another teacher about what had happened over the past couple of weeks and just how everyone was doing. And um, I was walking past the principal's office on my way out at school that morning. It was a couple of mornings ago. And I just kind of caught her eye and I sort of gave her the, um, the hand to come outside and I gave her a big hug and she was teary and I just said, you know, I just want you to know that we're thinking of you and we, we think you're doing an amazing job and, and thank you. And, you know, that just really moved her. And I just felt like, yeah, something so small that took three minutes and it cost me nothing. But for her it was timely and so valuable. Yes. You know, yeah. cha- would have changed her whole day. Yeah, and just really gave her a big squeeze, and she held on to it. You know, yeah. she was she was up for it, and then I gave her another one on the way out after a few yeah. minutes of chat because I just felt like it's those little things that that appreciation and that connection and the offering of something like a hug that yeah it was very touching, and for me too because um, appreciation is such a big value of mine. So me being able to offer that to her from a genuine place and to just offer my support to her during this time was really valuable for both of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just an example of something that it doesn't have to cost money or or much time at all, but just stopping and making a connection with someone through just looking at them in the eyes, giving them a hug. Yeah, things like that really um, are really, yeah, important at this time. They are, and we were talking about a book before we started recording this called Lost Connections, which we've referred to we have a number Rohan of podcasts. A, a few, yeah. He's a favourite of ours. Um, and we were just talking about that, the, the two ways in which you can view the world being individualistic, which in the Western world is very much the way that we're mm. entrained, is to think about everything from um, a starting point of self. Yeah, me, but, my, I. Yeah, versus community-focused. Mm. And uh, when, when we think about things and, and the breakdown of our own stresses and how that flows onto our our world around us it's generally a individualistic set of circumstances versus taking a community focus like we were just discussing then with understanding someone who's part of a community mm. and their importance and how they see their role within a community uh, as well and and being part of that community and, and bringing value back to that and i think that's something also that um, comes with that the idea of giving Christmas is a time for giving what are we giving back what are we giving back to the community to take ourselves out of the mindset of our own stress so you can't be thinking of two things at once if you're Mm -hmm. thinking about trying to solve other people's problems or being great as part of a community it's going to stop you from worrying about your own stresses even if it's temporarily Mm. but um but also the state like the physiological state that that puts you in is going to be great for you so it's going to mitigate some of that stress stress so yep it will be individually beneficial 
but when we can see that yeah if we can look at it through the we we're, we're going to be we're going to benefit from that anyway being yep. part of that we so yeah and with the the whole uh, managing stress and the impact on relationships uh, another thing we discussed is that christmas is a time of coming together mm. people come together in many different ways christmas parties like you said, social events where with your friends or whatever. I, I had one last night with some mates from high school with, you know, dear friends of mine. I've been friends with since for half my life, half my lifetime ago was when I was in high school and we're still great friends. And it was a great experience. I was telling you how that actually took me out of stress. I was, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm trying to do. Going out and spending some time in the moment with them was, was really powerful and it really was a great night and I felt awesome at the time and afterwards but then we don't always have to meet with people that we like Mm. sometimes we also get faced with a challenge of being around people that perhaps we don't necessarily want to spend time with if we have the choice Um, and that can impact us so some advice from you on how people should navigate that would be Mm. a great a great little tidbit of information as well you know how how can people um, set themselves up beforehand and then also navigate the in the moment yeah and that's definitely the case i think you know we we know the old adage you, you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family necessarily yeah. so if you've got great family and you like everyone you're doing well and you're very lucky because a lot of people are not in that position so yeah so i think it, there's sort of again it's multifaceted so i think preparing yourself if if you feel like it's going to be anxiety provoking um, and stressful but you still choose to go and when you need to go um, I think it's allowing yourself a bit of time before you go to an event to mm-hmm. relax yourself so doing something really soothing so it, it may be and it might be five ten minutes so I'm not talking again an hour here but it just might be um, you know having a relaxing shower um, doing some meditation doing some breathing going for a walk yeah looking after yourself doing something that's very soothing beforehand so trying to bring yourself into a state where you're going to be more relaxed and definitely just remembering to breathe is such a fundamental thing that sounds so simple but people when they're stressed we just we stop breathing you know we hold our breath for for a lot so i think even just checking in as you're going to the event just breathe you know relax your diaphragm make sure that you are taking breaths and at least you know hopefully that won't tip you into that well if you're going into the sympathetic response it's not going to be a full-blown panic response hopefully and you'll react appropriately yeah um and again like if you're with someone if you're with your spouse and and you know they're good to talk to just talk it talk it through as you're going somewhere and again it's okay to verbalize that you're feeling a bit anxious and 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 it might be that who if you're going with someone like a spouse or other family members that are supportive uh, and they know that it's confronting for you it might be confronting for them as well um, you know support each other in that um, and it might be you might have a little game plan if you're going somewhere and you know if you find that it's in, in the moment it's really overwhelming mm-hmm. you might have a little code with a spouse or another family member that can sort of help 
you go and have a breather, if that yep. makes sense. So when you see me put my hand over their mouth, it's time to come and save me. <laughs> yeah, that might be uh, that might be the clue. So um, yeah, so I think so something soothing beforehand. Uh, really have people around you that if you know if you've got supportive family members, a mm-hmm. partner that can that can help you. So talk to them about it. Maybe have a little bit of a game plan. Yeah, I think. You know, if you can, it's tricky. Like I'm trying to think of a set example, but it might be, um, what's our scenario? Is it Christmas dinner and so you're at Christmas you've, lunch? You've, you've um, got got a sister or a a brother that you haven't spoken to because you've had some sort of blue and yeah. But <clears throat> your mum and your dad all want you there together, so you all end up together, mm-hmm. and and you always you always argue or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and um, you you have to be there, mm. so you, you, you want to be there as well. Like you want to go and see your mum and dad, and but at the same time, you know that action means that there's got to be another one that perhaps you wouldn't be taking. Yeah, yeah. So I think just reflecting on who you want to be, you know, if you're because you might feel like you could go there and you could be really rude and aggressive, um, or you could ignore them, and I think just asking yourself is that in line with who I want to be as a person um and and so I think just think about what would that look like where it's still I'm still in line with my values but I don't have to it doesn't mean I have to engage in heaps of conversation it just might mean that you know what's values driven is that I'm polite Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I have to have a whole conversation or I don't have to give of myself in that I don't have to offer up personal information mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to engage but I do want to be polite so I think yep. thinking about who you want to be in that is important and maybe stepping out of that individualistic paradigm again and think they are probably equally stressed about attending That's so right. if you yeah. if you um I don't know what the right turn of phrase is I'll probably stuff this up but extend the olive branch mm-hmm. I think that's what it is um yeah. Could be, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they'll return, they'll reciprocate, and it will be much more pleasant for both of you and the rest, rest yeah. of the people. Yeah. Or alternatively, if you have a bigger gathering, maybe you just focus your energy and attention on the, the right. other relationships. You and, don't have to, you're not having to sit next to them or, you know, yeah, get into a big, deep, and meaningful with them. So it might be just strategically keeping your distance, but still being polite and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being the person that you want to be. So, yeah. And I think just being compassionate towards yourself and knowing that it, it won't necessarily feel comfortable and that a lot of that, we get that sort of anticipatory anxiety is often when we feel most anxious before something happens, you know, yeah. and we're imagining that, we often imagine the worst case scenario, yeah. you know, that it's going to be, it's going to be terrible and, um, and I'm going to, I'm not going to cope. Whereas if you, if you know that yeah i will feel anxious as i'm going in there but generally when we're in a situation we we do settle mm-hmm. um so we sort of desensitize to the situation so i think it's just knowing that okay i might be uncomfortable and that's okay i can i can cope with a bit of discomfort and it's just about getting myself in that situation if i choose to be there yeah because i you know i've got a good relationship with my parents and you know so I think it's just accepting that there will be a bit of discomfort that comes with that. And just, yeah, just not contributing more to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. That's it. Um, 
we hadn't discussed this, so this is um, it's firing off one at you without you really knowing about it, um, which is good. We're gonna get Trying. you. We're gonna get your uh, raw answer. Yeah, yeah. We talked. You talked earlier on about your three kids, mm. and then um, yeah, having to get gifts and presents. This is a whole other thing around Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's two things at play here. I reckon uh, one is the well, there's a few, but one is definitely the stress of time management, having to go to the shops, spend the time, and so forth. Finding a car park. Um, so much outrage in car parks <laughs> around Christmas time. Which I think is quite ludicrous. Like that's yeah, one area I feel like we can just think a bit more collectively and think that we're all in the same position. Yeah. And if and it means you have to walk an extra fifty hundred metres, good. Yeah. You know, it's probably it's good probably for you. Help it's gonna help you go into the It'll calm your centre. stress calm your stress yeah. by moving. Uh, another part of that might be, you know, the expenditure, the money Mm. Uh, the comparison yeah. you know the kid down the road gets this yeah. and your kid gets this mm. and that can be from, from a, for a financial reason yeah. or it can also be from a values position Absolutely. in that I, I know my wife and I we don't want Alki to get heaps and heaps of mm. just um, stuff. stuff you know that she might play with once or twice and we wanted to get more quality out of the interaction she has with her mm. her toys and, and better engagement. So we would prefer less stuff. Mm. And when even the stuff that we get, we like um, to, we come from a position of, well, where is this made? What's it made of? What's good for her? What are we doing as um, from our contribution? Because obviously we're spending money on something. We're fostering a, a commercial world, you know? So as a, as a collective, as a society, our, our choices around this have other impacts. But it also has an impact on your child then when they're comparing themselves to other kids. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, we are not really in that position at the moment. Mm. So I'd love to hear your thoughts around that, how you balance that out. Because I know also some of your uh, values as, as a person are probably not to buy heaps and heaps of stuff, but your kids still go to school mm. and compare themselves to other kids. Yeah. How do you balance out all of that? I'm glad you. I love this topic. Yeah, so great. Well, I didn't have to tell you. I didn't have right. to tell you beforehand, even you though I'm. Bring me in here. Gladly. Got you on the hop, but. Yeah, yeah. It, this is quite a passion point of mine because I think it ties into my broader care and passion around parenting and children and and well-being and and really preparing them for for adulthood and the resilience that we really ideally have as human beings. So I think this is definitely part of that. Um, so yeah so my kids are are now 12 9 and 7 so they're very much in that very aware of other people and at primary school and see and hear about what other people have but funnily enough and I don't know whether this is uh, you know it would would be a general thing but with my kids they're not too bad with comparing um, because they're like I guess in in the world of technology like we're really quite um, minimal in that respect so but we always have been so I think there's yes they're aware of what else goes around them in terms of playstations and you know kids have got apple watches at primary school and they've got iphones already and all that sort of stuff just so they don't miss their emails and that's right you know that important deadline they've got got a hand in the next day but you know in all seriousness um like I think we've always had minimal use with screens and so it's partly their experience of life without that um, 
and maybe just the the expectations that we've set around that that they're not that they don't seem too fussed by that um so that's just one example and i think i mean not having the much screen use means that they've they've fostered so many other interests and they've got they're all very creative i mean Mm -hmm. we're sitting here and i've got a toys there's a school full of toys my daughter's been teaching her toys this morning and my my little boy's got his office set up um with his in trays and his clipboards and so forth and that's what they would prefer to spend their time doing because they've had the space and time to do that and they love doing that and my oldest boy who's 12 is still very much in his imagination as well um what about for people who perhaps haven't been as conscious as you along the way but also don't have the means yeah right so their kids are comparing themselves and it's it's going to harm these kids as well because that maybe they do give them maybe they give them something but it's not the totality or maybe they've got a playstation and they get one game yeah but then the kid down the road gets the new playstation and like 10 games you know and so then they get this envy around that as well how do you what advice do you have for parents to to help them manage that with their kids and you know i want to kind of preempt this all comes with our judgment because i think we all have different values and um different preferences and that's okay as a parent we all have that right to to choose how we parent our children so anything i say definitely comes just as and likewise like i'm just using theoretical examples there's no right or wrong here what i'm what i'm most interested in is the psychological state of the person who feels like yeah. they're getting less or yeah. suffering. You know, yeah. like that's a, you can choose any example you want. It could be someone that gets 10 books versus one. Yeah. It's not the actual items themselves that people yeah. are choosing. It's the it's the the ramifications of people being able to get more or less and how that affects yeah. individuals. It affects the kids because obviously the kids feel the envy mm. or jealousy and so forth. Um, and then it affects the parents because they obviously want to be able to give their kid everything mm. that they want. Um, and then there's people who perhaps may be more conscious, but their kids still have the envy like yeah. that are similar to you, yeah. um, but their kids don't have the same outcome as your kids. And then they have to navigate that. Mm. So let's deal with these individually. So yeah. let's deal with the kids who suffer the envy because they're not getting as much. Yeah. Um, and whether that's by active choice of the parent or for financial yeah, reasons yeah. um let's just deal with that kid's psychological mm. position and then after that let's talk about the parents and their their love position yeah. of wanting to do everything yeah. they can and feeling like perhaps they're not providing yeah you know as well so it comes back to some of the fundamental stuff that that i will talk about um in personally and and with clients is that validation of of feelings so you know if you come if your kids coming and saying you know so and so's got this and that's not fair and why do they get that if you're saying well if you go straight in with the rebuttal you've lost your kid mm-hmm. so you want to validate and acknowledge that they're feeling whatever they're feeling they're angry or they're sad or they're frustrated or you know they're irritated so really just simply saying yeah i can see that that's really you're really annoyed about that so you know by just acknowledging how they feel and not rebutting them and not trying to shift their state immediately um, you're more likely to diffuse the situation Uh, and i think yeah whatever it is it's a great learning experience for them to sit in an emotional state so this is something that i feel like it's a cornerstone to building that resilience if that's what you want which i think we all want resilient children Mm -hmm. 
is that part of that resilience comes from sitting in that discomfort in that unpleasant feeling of you know I don't have what they have and that's annoying and why does he get that and so you know it's just firstly acknowledging that and it's okay and not having to change that necessarily right at the start so I think that's the first step and then I think once your child is in a more calmer state so I wouldn't be talking about anything um, about the reasons why while they're you know they're aroused because they're not gonna you're not going to be able to get get mm-hmm. any kind of quality conversations so just acknowledging how they feel first of all once you know they've and then soothing so it might be a cuddle it might be you know them they might want to just they need to go off and do something like go and jump on the trampoline or draw or read or, and so forth and then it's coming back to them and and sharing the reasons why so um you know if it's from a values point of view it's you know i know it's hard when you see other children get all of that stuff and you you know you're feeling that you're feeling jealous which is very normal you know we have those feelings as human beings so i think acknowledging but then explaining why you're making the choices that you're making so um you know we want you to um, value the things that you do have we don't feel like having you know lots and lots of things is actually um, is going to value add and to give mm. you more joy we think things that you really really love yeah. um, you know will will make will help you feel happier oh, like and the more opportunity satisfied. cost of spending money on that versus something else yeah you know if we buy yeah. this then we can't do the, yeah. this you yeah. know, which you love also yeah that's right so you know that obviously helps them see that there's a they're getting something else that's right alternative yeah that's right you know yeah with with that choice comes comes this so i think having that conversation with them about the reasons why um and if it's a financial thing that's a really tricky conversation to have with children i find i don't feel like i've got it right with my children because i'll sometimes you know give a financial reason and then they'll throw back at me it's always about money and it's like it's so much more than that Mm mm-hmm but sometimes that message, they don't really, they can't really relate to that. Yeah. Um, but it's but, probably know, because they don't have enough of a financial IQ yet. Absolutely. You know, they, they just, the concept is He's still, still formulating. So given that as an answer, they don't really understand. No. Yeah. yeah. So I think financially, if, it, if you know, for financial reasons, if that's, you know, leads to certain choices, then... Um, Maybe it's talking about, you know, just simply depending on their age, it's about priorities and, and you know, what we what we need to spend our money on, you know, yep. that we and we have lots of expenses in the house and that we allocate money to certain things and that means that, yep. you know, for all of us, you know, we have sort of, you know, a, a, a certain amount of money that we can spend on gifts and, yep. and maybe then it is coming back to emphasising, um, you know, and what's important is that we can we can go on a holiday. We can spend some time together, and yep. you know. Um, so, does that make sense? So no, first totally. it's validating, and then it's once they're soothed, then it's really going into the I, reasons. I have an why. idea around. I want to in, insert into this, but I've been waiting to find a good spot because I want you to keep going with this flow, and I don't want to make I don't want to jump around too much. But we'll, I think it's probably a good time now. Also, the whole concept of giving, like what is it, what's it, what is it intended for in yeah. the first place? We'll come back to this and talk yeah. about it shortly, but 
that's probably something that you can interject into this conversation with your kids as well. Like, what is it about? Mm. Like, it's not just about receiving stuff, which is often what um, I, I remember even as a child thinking that at Christmas time, look at all this stuff I'm getting. Yeah. You know, it's all yeah. that that's all about the receivership, not yeah. the giving component. Yeah. And so even getting kids to understand if you can get that concept of, of giving something to someone else mm. and what it's meant to be about. Yeah. yeah. Um, might help that situation too for the financial one because um you know you hear these stories of people scrounging together every last penny just to get something for their child of course Uh, and that's maybe nowhere near as much as what someone else has given their kid Mm -hmm. and that person did it far more comfortably yeah um so that one gift is actually a higher value yeah than all the other stuff um because of what what it meant to it attain it in the first place yeah so yeah that i mean the whole idea of um it's not a present it's a gift Mm. and the gift um it's a bit harder um if santa's in play Mm. obviously but if Mm. santa's not in play um you can have that conversation a little bit say well a gift is an intended thing to is from some person to another person Mm. Um, yeah and that's a really good point is to and i think the earlier you can start these conversations with kids the the easier you know mm. and so um yeah that someone's thought about you know what who you are and what you would like and and what would give you joy and what would be meaningful yeah so yeah really kind of setting that up is a is a, it's a big thing. one for me yeah. i really yeah um it, it always happens because you can't control your circumstances but i kind of i get frustrated when people ask me what i want for christmas mm. um because i don't actually want anything like I don't really want for anything. I don't have to want for anything at the moment. But I love when someone thinks about something mm. and gives me something because it's great, you mm. know. And it doesn't have to be anything, you know, uh, hugely expensive or anything like that. It can be the smallest little thing. It's just a thought, isn't it? It is the thought, yeah. right? I, I um, my wife has given me a couple of times. There's a particular guy on Instagram who is a poet, and um, she's taken some of those. Some of he just has little. Um, a few line sort of excerpts out of stuff that on the, on a post and she's actually printed a couple of those uh, out and I've got one on my desk at home in a frame it was a great gift mm. like I, I just love mm-hmm. it it was just simply just printing something out to, to give yeah. to me yeah um, because it made me think about what I mean to her mm. as well yeah um, that's right it, it's often that that thought is much more meaningful mm. it's like me and my baking like I'll put together some jars of stuff that I've made and I think people will can't wait for those that. in the next couple of weeks <laughs> in the practice it. hey that's right yeah uh, so yeah things like that I think um, that that thought mm. is is a lot more impactful yeah so we haven't we sort of touched on the parents a little bit there and the feelings that yeah, they have towards their of, kids yeah. but let's just wrap that little bit up and then we'll, we'll finish the whole gift exchange with kids and the stress around that uh, what about what about the parents who do feel like they they would love to give more? Like it's a stress that a lot mm. of people would probably face, inadequacy and and so forth. Um, and then that would probably feed into, I imagine, this is obviously an area that you you may have come across as a practitioner, but things like career career choices, previous choices, self esteem, a whole bunch of stuff that might stem from one simple thing yeah of like your child's comparison to another child mm. at christmas 
that creates a whole bunch of other questions yeah. in people's minds. Yeah. Have you had much? So what's the question? How would you deal with people like that? Like what, what advice do you give them? About wanting to give more and they can't. About processing just, the fact. Yeah. Processing the ramifications of that. Yeah. I can't give as much to my kid. It's because I work a part-time job. Yeah. Um, because I don't have any other means or time or whatever. Yeah. But there's always a reason for all their circumstances. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Um, and I think, again, like having some time, like actually, you know, and it might be safe. I find that in the morning, getting up a little bit earlier is probably often at the moment the only time of day that I'll get just to sit. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you just a little bit of time to to dedicate to that. The processing is important because mm-hmm. while we're engaged in other things, you can't it's, you yeah. can't really be self reflecting. Um, I find that to really be able to connect and to to really understand how what you're feeling and what it's connected to, you need to just be still. Yeah. So having some time first of all to do that. So it might be get out, get up 10, 15 minutes earlier, and just sort of connect and and acknowledge your own emotions around something. So again, like with like we would with children, it's validating your own experience. So there might be a lot of sadness around that. I feel really sad that you know. I just can't, I don't have the means to mm-hmm. to give. So just simply acknowledging that sadness is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe acknowledging a positive around that too. That's, like, that's so right. I, I don't have the means because I'm a part-time, um, I work part-time, but I work part-time so I can spend more time that's with my right. kids. So I'm, the time and they may not realise yeah. now, but that that's far more valuable to them um, than a materialistic item. Exactly, and I think... Often, if we've had our mums around, um, which again we've had different experiences, children, but I think it didn't really hit me until probably until I became a mum and realised what my the choices that my mum had made, uh, and then that ties into all of this stuff, all the gifts and what we got as kids yep. and um, all of it, the the possessions and the clothing that we wore, you know, when I think back, my mum didn't work at all until I don't know what, what how old I was and I was the youngest of three. So, um, and again, it's we all make different choices and that's okay, but I think I did have that appreciation as an adult. So I think, yeah, it might be acknowledging I am sad about that, but I'm also um, really, I feel really aligned with who I want to be you know as a person in this moment mm-hmm. um and that you know you can only control how you feel about that your children aren't necessarily going to appreciate that until they're older yeah um, but it helps you deal with your own sadness that's though. right i think it i think it come you know when we can if we're acknowledging that we're it's aligned with our values then that's huge i think so i think an analogy might work really well here like if you were at a <clears throat> at a party or something like that and there was some kind of food choice that you didn't want for your child, um, like a can of Coke, and you didn't want your child to have that can of Coke, you wouldn't feel as stressed about making that choice, about saying, no, you can't have that, mm. as um, because it's you know in the long run that's better for them. Yeah, Even though right. they might see the other kids and they might want the same thing. Um, giving a gift 
and or not get, being able to give yeah. a gift is kind of the same thing. Yeah. I'm making a choice to work part time because yeah. I know that's better for you. Yeah. Um, and it helps. It helps. Like you probably still feel bad that your kid can't have a coke like all the mm. other kids, but at the same time, you never would want it. You wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Um, you have to bring yourself probably back to that position too, as a as a person. I'm sad my kid can't have all these things, but the consequence of me working full time is that they miss out yeah. on so much more. And and sitting with like I think as parents or I mean as anyone with non parents is that sitting with other people's emotional discomfort is really important. So mm-hmm. just because they're feeling upset or angry or frustrated if they're not getting whatever, it's you as a parent being able to sit with that, you mm. know, and and not take that away or not avoid that. I think is is critical and that's something that I, I'm seeing a lot that I feel like I can do more in this space is just help empower parents to sit with discomfort whether it's you know, or you know with your spouse or with you know it doesn't mean it's wrong you mm-hmm. know if someone's feeling a certain way they're they're angry at you or they're upset or they're you know whatever it is it's okay mm-hmm. you know it's okay for them to be in that emotional state so I think yeah, coming back to that example, if you're not able to provide something, it's being okay with that, and and yep. coming back to like, well, it is a choice that I'm making, um, that is aligned, yeah, with my broader idea of myself. So let's um, this is actually flying through. We've, we've just gone all sorts of spots. Yeah. Um, so we'll do two more things. Um, just we'll just have a tiny little discussion around gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, some just some some uh, mental frameworks around thinking about gifts. Yep. <clears throat> so you don't just wait till the last minute and go, oh, I need to go and get a gift. Yes. What do you want? You know, because the real, the real exchange is beneath the actual physical item, perhaps if you have one, mm. is the exchange of like love or care. You yeah. know, I'm buying something for you because you're valuable to me in my yeah. life. Yeah. And I want you to be happy. And so I'm, I want to do this for you or give this to you. If you remove that layer by saying, hey, what do you want? Um, it, it loses, it, the gift becomes a little bit redundant in some ways. I know um, to not, to get something that you've told someone the two days before, I want this, it, when you receive it, it's it's pretty empty. Mm. It's an em- there's an empty yeah. feeling. Yeah. Uh, Cuz you knew you were going to get it. Mm. It's something that you need or you want, but Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, you could have just you could have just and if you do it in the same in return, you're better off just buying your own thing. <laughs> you can just go get what you want, I'll go get what I want. Yeah. Merry Christmas to us. Sort of the idea. So I think some of the concepts we've spoken about earlier, getting away from self and and looking more towards community um and uh, being connected, my wife is so amazing at this mm. in that she's so attentive to, to people in conversation and remembers things about them and later off we'll use this for, for gift ideas. We, we thought about trying to create an app, Gift Hunter or something, but we, we were, when we talked about it, we realised the key ingredient of it is actually her attentiveness, which you yeah. can't replicate through yeah. that. Yeah. And she always will find things for people that are great because she does pay attention. Mm. Um, and that beca- that's removing yourself out of self, removing yourself from a self position, you know, to listen to others. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on this so far? 
because I was just going to Yeah, I mostly agree. I think the only thing is when you give things, if you're not so in tune and you give things to people that they don't want or yeah. they've got, and then we've got, you know, the environmental impact of that. If we if people are receiving <clears> things <throat> that they don't yeah, you, need. you probably want. need to be sure that so that's something. you need something. to be really amazing. Like you need to, oh, oh, like you just need to be in tune. You have to know that that's yeah. what's something. She doesn't buy things on a whim. Yeah. Like she knows yeah. she knows that it's, it's got value for people Yes. based upon conversations that she has with them. Yeah. Um, so, and that's um, where I think coming back to that, um, you know, things that are homemade, like, you know, printing out a quote or, I mean, so many amazing sayings or... Um, Giving someone I've got a, a photo great present for my mum and dad along this line stuff, this year, but you know? I can't talk about it yet because it's a surprise, yeah, right? There we go. But um, maybe we can follow this up later on. We'll see um, whether that Burn rated it, huh? I think Burn will rate it. Yep, Keithy. We'll see how Keithy goes. Uh, but yeah, it's and it's a something you can't buy. Yes. Um, there you go. And there'll be. A, a monetary cost along the way but I can't actually go to a shop and buy it mm. it's something that has to be created so interesting um, I'll tell you after the podcast what it is uh, sorry listeners uh, <laughs> uh, but um, and it's and it's something that will turn into gifts later on down the track also um, more gifts that will come off this but it's um, so it's a bit of a gold nugget in that Ooh. in that respect but um yeah, you do have to like spend time really trying to think about it. Yeah. I, I believe people sort of wait too long. Yeah, uh, well, that's why, you know, start your, you know, maybe not for this Christmas, but next year, like start buying your gifts throughout the year and that's yeah. financially that can be helpful. But also as you have that thought or you have a conversation with someone, you know, you can start that process. Yeah, so this, we can do that this, at any time. We yeah. don't have to be buying stuff yeah. just at Christmas time. So... Um, but yeah, I de- I definitely, I love the idea of it being a gift. It's something that you're offering uh, and it doesn't have to yeah, be of monetary value. I think really, yeah, being, being attentive and being tuned into that person and really, yeah, really thinking about who they are and how they spend their time um, and what matters to them is going to give yeah. you a lot more clues. On your, um, on your idea of like receiving something that someone doesn't like, I get where you're going with this and that we have this environmental impact by yeah. all this yeah. stuff that just yeah. ends up in waste. Um, there's also a component of that that I think comes back to that idea of like understanding as the, how you need to behave as the receiver mm. in, in being appreciative that someone's gone out of their way yes. to yes. try and get something for you because yeah. they intended on it still being a nice gift, of even course. if it's something you don't That's like. Right. Um, so if you if you bake if your baked goods aren't as delicious as your bread, um, I'll still be grateful um, for um, the gift. <laughs> Just giving myself, a, yeah. I'm putting in an order here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But you yeah. get what I mean though, right? Yeah, the, of course. It's the, the appreciation that someone's <clears throat> spent the time, the money and the thought yeah. and to we buy need, you I, something. I think we perhaps as a society need to be better at that as well. Just yeah. going, I, you know, I actually don't care. I, th- yeah. I feel good that someone's decided to spend their money and their effort yeah. and their time on getting something yeah. for me, even if it's not the best thing ever yeah. that I wanted. Yeah. Um, it's still great, and even if it's something that you end up regifting, that's right. Instead of throwing anyone, away, you know, that's right. I mean, there's, just there's try and find a better, can... another purpose for it, but but still understand the underlying gesture yeah. for what it was. Of course. Yeah. Um, now, 
before we finish, the last thing I want to do is just kind of rehash some of these points that you made mm-hmm. um, along the way. So it can be a stressful time of year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's just give, we've sort of, you've already elaborated on a lot of these, so let's just bang them out kind of as many as you can mm-hmm. that you would think of that you've, you've said through here. Yeah. Um, some points for people to try and execute on between now and... Mm-hmm. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. 13 days. 13 days. In the next 13 days. Mm. Oh, so that's me. Yeah. Uh, so just giving yourself the gift of a little bit of time for yourself so i'm not talking a lot of time but you know it doesn't mean 10 minutes earlier in the day that you can get up and just kind of just take stock of how you're feeling um saying it out loud if you can write it down even better and that was one thing i was going to say before is you know i get a lot of clients to write mock letters so if you've got a particularly troubling family member write them a letter, express everything that you'd like to say to them, non-censored, and you don't send it. So that kind of can purge and process some of the emotions around that. So you can do that towards someone else in a letter form, or you can just do it for yourself. I think writing still by far is one of the best ways to process emotions. So Mm -hmm. even just writing down how you're feeling is going to help you process and um, offload some of that stuff. Yeah, so it's taking the time, just a little bit of extra time, mm-hmm. uh, self-soothing stuff to prepare for events that might not be, might have not have people there that mm-hmm. you love. So relaxation, meditation, might be a bath or a shower. Um, having the support of those that you do, that love and understand you and appreciate um, the difficult relationships that you have. So mm-hmm. u- utilising their support, so chatting through with them your difficulties just to be able to again just express some of the emotions around that you might have some plans yeah in terms of how to tackle certain events where you're going to sit whether you need a code yeah knowing that you don't have to spend a lot of time with someone but you might want to think about how you want to be as a person um yeah get the expletives out in the car on the way um what, what about you? You, you talked about prioritization of, yeah. of what so you're actually doing. Yeah, so just doing what you really. I mean, yes, there are things that you can't avoid, but trying to really be mindful of what what do I need to do? Do I have to do everything that I've committed to? It's okay to change your mind. Like I think, mm-hmm. as a human, I'm not trying to teach my children that we have the right to change our mind. It's okay. So if we feel like I actually just can't, I can't do it mm-hmm. tonight. You know. I think that's okay to, to change your mind on things, just to be mindful of what you are doing. Um, we talked about enrichment through mindfulness. So when we're doing activities, do activities yeah, together. Present. Try to have enriching moments um, with your spouse, your family, yeah. just so that it, it one, um, stops you from bickering, but two, like, um, fuels your soul yeah. as an individual yeah. as well. Yeah, and that, that's right. Like, you know, we talked about examples, but say, you know, yesterday my oldest son played cricket and my younger two just, well, my younger boy got in there and fielded because they needed an extra <laughs> fielder. But my daughter was just happy and outside and it was lovely because we were outside, we were together, um, I was present. And it was just, even though amidst, again, like your night, it was it's a very busy time, but that was a priority for me to go down there and, and spend that time 
mm-hmm. you know, just watching him. But my other children were really engaged and happy as well. So I think just those those times are important and we, we really enjoyed each other's company. Um, and then probably the last one that we talked about is about community as well. Yeah. Get yourself out of just thinking about your own issues and yeah. offer assistance to other people. Yeah. Um, because one, it'll help them and two, yeah. it'll make you feel good. Yeah. And three, it'll stop you from thinking about all your own stuff yeah at the, at the same time yeah so it's that generosity and giving not in the true you know, giving yeah not yeah. in the monetary sense but generosity of you know being obliging letting someone have the car park does it really matter um you know making sure that when you're shopping look the people in the eye that are serving you say thank you thank you yeah appreciate your time all of that it matters because people are still people in the end and yeah. the more that we can yeah you see us as a collective we all benefit from that anyway yeah so. i mean i used to work in retail at christmas time a lot of stressed customers and stuff yeah if someone's nice to you it just it changes you it changes your day of course yeah it just reminds you that yeah people still are appreciative and mm. yeah we don't have to rush around like fools. so cool this is good. Hopefully some value for people. Yeah. Um, We've did a few, few less family dust-ups <laughs> in the in the backyard at the barbecue we'll on Christmas see. Day. Yeah, don't drink too much. Yeah, don't drink too much. That's also a good... Uh, Have water. Good lots of water. Lots of water. Um, Take your time. Yeah. Or perhaps eat too much. So if you to avoid someone, you can just be in a food coma. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> on the couch. Pass out. Play backyard cricket. Yeah. That's it. hit them. In the head. No bounces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, uh, Nads. It was good. No worries. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Superwell podcast. For more information on any of our episodes, head over to www.superwell.com.au and you can get all the episodes there. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can also find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you want to continue the conversation on with us, then head over to our Instagram page at Live Superwell and follow us there and comment under each episode. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, you can also get in touch via email on the webpage too. So until next episode, Live Superwell.